This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. I'm thrilled now to introduce our final guest for today, um, Mark Muro, a senior fellow and policy director at Metropolitan Policy Program at Brookings, who's going to talk to us about some of the jobs that are most uh, likely to be automated versus least likely to be automated in the next few years. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good, good discussions. I thank you. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of the the trends and things that that you're excited about right now, and uh, some of the the jobs that are on your mind for being either at most or least risk of of automation. Well, we've been working a lot on, you know, not just you know, not just the big trends, but trying to grind this down to details of occupations, you know, real life jobs and which will be most affected and least affected by uh, automation technologies. And, you know, it's not random. It is uh, a very studyable thing. And, uh, the you know, early results are pretty uh, interesting. And really, a lot of researchers' work is pointing in some very, you know, some, some similar directions. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, looking forward to talking about what are high exposure jobs and what are low exposure jobs. Yeah, I'm curious, um, Mark, what got you excited about studying the the future of work or um, you know some of the trends that are happening in the workplace? I mean, it, it's. I think we all know and feel the way that technology is pervading everything. But we don't sometimes see or can't be aware of the kind of skull beneath the skin, the kind of big ways that technology is shaping behavior. But in really fairly quick and really relatively short uh, timelines, we're seeing pretty big changes that maybe sometimes we don't attribute to these technologies. Uh, you know, for instance, much of you know the distress in the Midwest uh, around. Uh, you know, the uh, changes in manufacturing and the hollowing out of the middle class actually has a lot to do with these trends, just like the creation of whole new lines of work do. So it's, to me, very exciting to to be able to kind of quantify and get to a very physical, tangible view of how, uh, you know, these technologies that are sometimes sort of invisible to people are really shaping you know, what work is going to look like, for instance, what people can do, what their day will be like, you know? Absolutely. So if you were talking to someone going into college today who was thinking about their career, um, what what kind of jobs or, or lines of study would you point them to that you think would be kind of the safest of having like long-term career prospects that are not automated? Well, I mean, I think the truism is that, uh, you know, Digital technologies and digital skills are kind of the plastics of our era, uh, to quite quote the get graduate. And I think that may be a misnomer. Uh, I think we're coming out on the other side of technology where being adept and familiar with technology is important, but maybe more important are the, the kind of interpersonal skills, uh, the soft skills, the, the ability to connect things, the begin, ability to work uh, with people, uh, emotional intelligence, uh, 
all of those things become more important because, after all, the goal needs to be to do what the machines can't do. Machines are doing more and more, so humans are going to need to constantly reevaluate and constantly move to to do the things that technology isn't. So, you know, some of these things are. Uh, you know, about, uh, you know, leadership, about team building around uh, and those sort of activities. Some of them are artisanal crafts and uh, creative pursuits actually become more important, not less, maybe more remunerative, not less. And then actually just helping people comes out as a durable thing. So some of our lowest exposure occupations are things like personal care aids, nursing, maids and housekeeping, landscaping and ground groundskeeping, artists, laborers, uh, you know, doing kind of complex physical things. And then, yes, management analysts. But another, all other work we're doing suggests that AI will be a problem for them. But let's let's stay with automation. Yeah, it's it's really interesting you're saying these because um, our our last guest Keith Shaw, uh, who's a, a journalist who covers the robotics space, really echoed the same thing, saying that um, you know right now it's really jobs that have kind of menial and repetitive tasks, but anything that requires a lot of creativity or soft skills, we're we're just so far from a place where automation can replace that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in that, it's very clear. I mean, the way we do this is we, we, we actually rank the exposure level, meaning the share of all the micro-tasks within jobs. And you get down to things like, you know, uh, you know less than 20% of what a personal care aide does, less than 30% of what an RN does can be replicated by technology. So... Those are pretty safe uh, things. So we've tended to talk about what is going to disappear, but you know we shouldn't forget that a lot of work is going to be around in a similar fashion for quite a while. Um, Absolutely, and I think it also comes down to a trust issue, also because you know there's a, it's going like you said, like I, I don't think anyone would trust their children to be left with a robot instead of a, a, a human nanny, things like that. And and so, you know, a lot of those interpersonal things are come into play. Well, and the other thing is, uh, I mean, there's no doubt that great change is coming, but it will, how fast will it come? You know, we've been changing, you know, over 40 years, a lot of changes happened that has been disruptive, say, in the manufacturing uh sector in the heartland. Uh, but some of these changes aren't happening nearly that fast. And so I, you know, I, I think there's no, no grounds for being complacent here. And everybody is going to need to continually get better at adjusting to change and thinking about what's next. And especially think that little test could a machine do this or not? And what value am I bringing? But I do think that there's plenty of scope for change. I think to, it, the speed of change is what will make this either dis, you know, tolerable or difficult. Absolutely. Mark, in our final minutes together, I'm curious just on your 
thoughts on the future of work, um, what you, yep. you know, what kind of discussion you think we'll be having about this in, in a year or five years from now? Well, I think I think uh, we're beginning to see this really beginning to percolate, even you know, on the edge of the national debates. And uh, you know, Andrew Yang, uh, in some ways, gets credit for for bringing this issue up. I think more people are talking about it. I think over time, we're going to become more uh, more realistic about both the 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 challenges and and. And the benefits, I think we may be able to uh, see more of the uh, upside in some ways, but we'll also have more evidence of, of what is disruptive. And we're going to have to, as a country and as a set of places, get better at managing change, which has really not been a strength. Uh, we're going to have to get better at you know, uh, uh, being able to, to uh Assume that we're going to need to new, learn new sk- skills and, and be in a more uh, open change uh, uh, approach. It's, and so I think I think it's going to be uh, challenging, uh, but I think it's uh, I think that I think a serious and good discussion has really broken out. I I love that, Mark. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work? Yeah, well, let's see. Absolutely, the website of the Metropolitan Policy Program at Brookings, and I tweet about all this stuff at at Mark Muro One. So happy to meet people there. Perfect, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was really interesting, and I'm definitely interested in diving deeper into the research. So I appreciate you joining us. Wonderful. Really appreciate your show. Great, great job. Thank you. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.